Hey everybody, I need you to know this is not an investment advice podcast, okay? The host goal is simply to unravel some of the mystery of what the stock market is and how it works, but not how to invest in it, all right? Now that being said, enjoy the show. Well, as my mother used to say, invest like no one's watching. To the paper jam. Yeah, let's do the paper jam. To the paper jam. Nothing's real, the money's fake. To the paper jam. I said do the paper jam. To the paper jam, oh baby, to the paper jam. Hey everybody and welcome to the Paper Jam Podcast, where every single week we randomly move our fake money from one stock over to the next one. My name is Michael Patrick Morrissey and I'm joined by my co-host in the bean, Kenny Francis Gray. That's right, Kenneth Francis Gray. Full names today. Well, if we're doing full names, you're forgetting something. Kenneth Francis Gray the third. We've talked about this before. If you have a child, you would not do the fourth. I don't know. It feels pretentious at this point because four is a lot. The third, my name isn't like any sort of legacy name. It is my grandparents named, I believe, the first batch of children. My my dad is the first first, first male. Uh, and then I believe they named they have one daughter, and then the next two children they name after themselves. So I They all did that? It's Kathleen and Ken, which are the names of my grandparents. Sorry, Kathleen. Kathleen O'Sullivan. Kathleen. Um, big Irish family. How many siblings? Oh, uh, siblings? My dad is one of eight. Uh, my, <laughs> my grandparents are both like one of 13. Um, my, my grandmother, her nickname is Kay, and she named my... Grandfather's name Ken, grandmother's name Kathleen, mm-hmm. but she always grew up being called Kay. She's like one of 13, one of those situations where the parents are busy, who knows, distracted, so she was raised by her older siblings, and <laughs> uh, she got her birth certificate, and she found out her name is Catherine, ah. like t- 10 years ago, Ugh. and she was like, nope, my name is Kathleen. That's that's the Irish thing of like, there's too many goddamn kids, and like, I got Just like, call her Kay. Call her Kay, and it's like, you, well, I didn't even know my fucking name my parents were so like... And I have very active parents, but it's just like, why? It's always like, well, when you're Irish, it's like really tight. And it's like, it's tight because you have eight or nine kids. Why do you have so many goddamn kids? <laughs> you got to build an army for Jesus. I guess, I guess. Whether you're Catholic or Protestant, anyway. Oh, I want to, hold on. I want to say, so I got the name Kenneth Gray because yeah. my name was supposed to be Adam, which is my brother's name. Adam Krushka. And they were at my grandparents' house discussing, what do you think is a good name for our child? And my grandfather said... Kenneth Francis Gray the third has a nice ring to it. Hey now. And my dad was like, all right. But then I feel like if I name my kid the fourth, then I start getting into like some weird, like, I don't know. Yeah, it feels odd. The fourth is really where it starts being like, the fourth? Hey, fuck you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, cause yeah, it's like it's it's fun. I've seen a picture of you on Facebook or on your Instagram. It's like your grandfather, your dad, and you. It's like, bam, three Ken Grays in one row. When the fourth, it's like your ch- child's relationship with your grandfather is is your grandfather even alive? He still is. Yeah, he's yeah. 95. He just turned 95 the other day. Like, I'm sure they're going to have a good relationship, but it's like, they're just so far off that it's like, it's like this is the same. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, my family is the same thing. My parents are both like, uh, around like five siblings and just like, a butt, and then we, oh, you know, I'm one of four. It's just like, 
He said, I, I don't know if I could do four kids. I think that'd just be way too much. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's too much money. It's too much responsibility. And you know, it's a little too expensive when you're trying to travel and go on vacations. Because Ken, this isn't a show about family dynamics, although it could be. Hey, uh, I, I turned two guys with no kids. <laughs> <laughs> giving advice to parents. Just fucking relax. Throw them in the pool. <laughs> Would you? No. I saw a video on Instagram of some guy being like, I taught my daughter how to like survive if they fall in the water and he throws a baby in the water and the baby like and like floats to the top they do like lessons where you throw a baby in the water and teach them how to float would you ever do that <laughs> would i do that yeah have someone with throw somebody me in else's kid <laughs> <laughs> oh someone else's kid hey, oh yeah of course <laughs> give me tyler give me, <laughs> give me tyler zip but Ken, this isn't a show about family dynamics and things like that. This is a, and this is, a, I don't even know what the show is. What is this show? Well, about 54 weeks ago, we started with $10,000 of fake money in a paper trading platform. And every single week we randomly move it from one stock to the next. Last week, our money was in Denny's. No. What was it in? Monster. Monster Energy. Sorry, there was a little bit of a mix up. We were, oh my God. We've been banking we, episodes. We got to talk we about blew that. the bank. Yeah, well. Uh, due to schedules. Anyways, but this week our money is in JetBlue. And I want to say, Jet, I've flown out of JetBlue from Boston many times, and I'm going to say Boston as a way to segue. Before we get into JetBlue, we do this a lot in the podcast where yep. we go, hey, can we quickly go back real yeah, yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of us tries to charge forward. This might be our last episode from Boston. I was thinking that same thing. And this is also officially the one-year anniversary of the podcast. Yes, now, you might be wondering that this is the third time, Mike and Kenny, that you said you think this is the one-year anniversary <laughs> episode, but you did point out when we originally did the show, we recorded four episodes. In May. Excuse me. In April, we recorded four episodes. Oh God, that's insane that that was in April. And we were like, let's put out four at once so that- We put out three. We recorded NIO and then three. Oh, and then we recorded four. Then we released three. And then we have one to release the next week. Yes. I think. That was fantastic. Yeah. Just so that when people started, they'd have a little something there. As I said, when we did this, I was like, my fantasy, my, my nightmare is having two episodes of some <laughs> piece of shit podcast that people can just find and nothing else. So we had a little, and then, yeah, we had a, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, tr I'm trying well, to So we had about 55 the, episodes as opposed to 52. Yeah, but this, this is the real anniversary of when the podcast started. It's a year now. That's correct. Think of how all the things have changed. We're standing, we're in Somerville, Massachusetts, in your place that you're about to move out of because you're moving to Los Angeles in a few days. Yep. You know, if you, like this month, technically, mm -hmm. how times have changed. I'm sad at the idea, but but we will have. Do you think we will have more Boston shit? You're putting your sunglasses on. I'm putting mine on too. I feel like it's gonna make a difference in the way we're doing <laughs> this. Um, do you think that we're gonna do another Boston episode at some point in the future? Oh, definitely. I, I I can't imagine we wouldn't. I mean, we're both from here. We both have family here. Uh, I assume over the holidays, you know, it's a great plus. I have so many friends from Somerville Night Live and that kind of stuff and Improv Boston and Union Comedy who live here. Yeah. That it's, it'll be great. It'll be a great excuse to... Performers love to perform. You know, I, why, why go to a meal with someone you love and care about when instead you could... Uh, my doorbell is ringing, so <laughs> quick pause the episode. We'll be yep. right back. And we're back. Yeah. Someone was canvassing for 
uh, state representative and I had to inform them that I was uh, no longer going to be registered to vote. And that person is <laughs> our next guest, George W. Bush. <laughs> oh, canvas. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? You think about voting for me for a third term? I'm a rascal. I paint my sins away. <laughs> oh my God. And he does paint those sins away. Cocaine. <laughs> uh, can we also, uh, I don't want to talk too much about the podcast Boston on friends. the podcast, Boston Friends. Well, I was also going to say that we, this is our first show since our episode was our Comcast episode was lost in the woods. <laughs> our, our wonderful episode of Denny's with Lizzie Jutella. My audio is so shitty because we recorded the monster episode and we threw all the shit away. Anyway, I'll explain it very quickly. So we recorded, uh, normally I do a backup zoom when uh, we have a guest and sometimes I do it, but then we recorded Comcast and Denny's Mike uploaded it to the cloud. I went to go get it. I downloaded it, uh, but didn't double check if there was audio. Then I went to edit it. Then we recorded the monster episode. And when I did the monster episode, I saw the zoom was 99% full. So I deleted <laughs> everything off of it. But then I went to go to get the Comcast Denny's audio. And I saw that it was dead audio, which means I had just deleted the backup <laughs> that we needed. And so an episode went away forever. Oh, it was a great, it was probably the best episode of all time. Too. I just felt like I had to tell the listeners that. I, I know. I feel like, they, I, I feel like I actually don't think they want to know. I don't think they give a shit, but it I made have... me feel better letting them know. It, well, it was they didn't stolen. Even it was stolen from us <laughs> because they don't even know. They don't give a shit. We had an episode come out, but for us, we built this big bank because you're moving. It's going to be crazy. We're like, let's have this big fat bank. Now we're back to recording. This one's coming out in four fucking days. <laughs> Damn it. We tried to build a bank uh, and then we blew the bank the fuck up. We robbed our own bank. We robbed our own bank. Just like the town with Ben Affleck. Oh, great. I just film. want a quick shout out to J-Lo and Ben. Hey, congrats. Thank you. A New York and a Boston couple, you love to see it happen. Do you think Ben Affleck's an asshole or do you think he's really a nice guy? Don't think you're thinking too much about it. Go, go, go. Asshole, asshole or nice. Oh, oh. I've heard do he's I, very nice. Do I think no, you're, I I bet he's very nice inter, he, it's one of those guys he's very nice interpersonally, and I bet he's there's a difference between who someone is in a relationship with someone. Like, you ever have those friends that they're like the nicest person that you hear, like, hey, they're a monster in relationships. Oh, and you're like, yes. oh, okay. Uh yeah, uh, that yes, I have heard that. Or like, yeah. Moving on, moving on, moving on. But yeah, so this is our one year, our, our one year anniversary episode. This is really exciting, and and I'm excited that we're doing Jet Blue today. As I think it's very, I think it's very fitting. You're, we're both, fl we're flying all over the place. Uh, I'm personally in a fucking a wild situation myself. Of I'm back in the bean. I had a bachelor party in Vermont. Had a very very fun time. Uh, and then I have the wedding for that bachelor party in outside Harrisburg, Pennsylvania mm. next weekend. So I'm in this weird place where I was like, well, I'm not going to fly back to L.A. So I'm, I'm here for that weekend in the middle. Then I'm going to fly back to L.A. after that wedding. And then a week after that, I'm flying back to the East Coast for another wedding. I'm flying all the time. I'm flying so much and I can't afford it and my body is, is cripplingly dying. So we're going to talk a little bit about JetBlue, the company. Right after we come back from a break because I locked Moira out of the house. Yow! And we're back again. And hey, I just, speaking of JetBlue, I am also waiting for JetBlue customer service <laughs> as we're recording. We're going to take another break when they finally fucking call. Did you know that you can have a payment on file uh, with JetBlue and book a flight and then they can send you an email confirmation code and be like, hey, by the way, we fucked up processing your payments. So you need to call to confirm it. Ugh. No. 
This shit is so fucking bad. JetBlue has gotten out of absolutely out of fucking control. So we're both flying a lot. You just said, and I similarly, I've been back and forth to California a lot, uh, flying on JetBlue. I'm actually flying for the final time before I move tomorrow to finish up some stuff with uh, where we're moving and all that kind of jag tomorrow, um, tomorrow night. And uh, I finally got to use all the points I've built up. Nice. When you time. you said that because you don't have a travel card, you're talking like JetBlue, po- like you're talking points of like you're a, a freaking flyer for JetBlue and you get JetBlue points. Yeah, I'm gonna change that once I once we set up. I think we'll probably go with Delta or something. Or, yeah, yeah. But we're talking JetBlue. We're ta- so yeah, I have a lot of questions about travel, but one thing I want to ask you about is what is your relationship with JetBlue right now? Before we, I tell you all about the ins and outs of the company and this and that. What's your relationship with JetBlue right now? JetBlue is an establishment that I used to love and think was great. I mean, they were flashy. Um, they're Chipotle, you know? When Chipotle first came around, it was Very fantastic. And now they're sort of becoming another bus terminal. And look, there's nothing wrong. Airport Airplanes are not... It's not sustainable to have everything be like Pan Am in the 60s with roast turkeys and, you know, roast luxury. Turkeys. But Wait, Jet, what is... Oh, yeah, they would have a roast when turkey When it used to Pan be Am. sort of like how SpaceX... When air travel was new, you know, there was all kinds of crazy luxuries, but, um, you know, JetBlue's just becoming another fucking airline when they used to kind of differentiate themselves. Um, I've flown Mint once, though, and Mint is, like, the best airline experience in the industry, but, like... When you're flying just LAX to JFK, the fucking standard two bus, it's just, you know. Yeah. And I don't know what happened, but yeah, they used to be something that I was like, wow, JetBlue's worth the extra cash because it's a little bit nicer. Yeah. And now it's sort of just like, well, they have pop chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Popcorners. Popcorners. That's what it is. Um, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like JetBlue is like, especially so in my research of JetBlue, um, you know, I I did see that like they did kind of not revolutionize, but like introduce the idea of 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 giving a luxury experience. Like they kind of, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, they they kind of started the like satellite TV, like extra leg room, like free snacks. Like they were really really yeah. into that kind of stuff. They focused, it seems, on the experience of flying and in little ways, like, hey, you can pay for extra leg room. You can get snacks whenever you want. You know, yeah. there's free movies. And that that was a nice change up from a free Wi-Fi. Yeah, That's, free Wi-Fi. Free, free you know, Fly-Fi. Fly-Fi. Yeah. No, yeah. But I mean, they 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 kind of they were a newer um, they were a newer airline, like when they started out of out of New York and just kind of just like, let's let's give the people what they want. It was cheaper. And it, like at the time, it was so, so exciting. Uh, and, and like that, like in LA, there's, you can fly for, used to be able to fly from Burbank, from Boston to Burbank, essentially oh. Hollywood. Um, and it is like from where I live and now we're neighbors. Do we talk about how close we live on the show? No, seven minutes driving. What's your address? No, <laughs> <laughs> no we, um, we live so fucking close and the airport is like 20 minutes away. It's a, it's oh. a dream. So it's like a Plus little, there's a Guy Fieri restaurant in the Burbank oh, airport. Guy's sandwich spot. It is terrible. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it used to be really great. So it's like sometimes it's like it can be a little more to fly that. But it's like I I would do it any time because it's like it's you don't have to get a hundred dollar Uber. You're just like here and there. Can we talk about that? Why Uber? Uh, why are Ubers? I suppose it is a long way, but it is crazy to me that in in L.A. in order to get to LAX from like East L.A. it's a hundred dollars. Yeah, they do have the flyaway, which is a that's very, true. The kind of shitty bus you can take that takes you to Hollywood. I'm, I'm going to try that this time around. Eh, maybe, yeah, maybe don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I've done it. It's like it's it's 
It reminds me a lot of when you're in college and you would like just take the, I don't know, just taking the bus, like the, the Greyhound, yep. just like it's, it's very similar to that. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, can, can I feel the same way? Like I was a tried and true jet blue, jet blue tried and true. And then this pandemic shit, I mean, like the, the pandemic has really fucked up airlines and, and I don't understand it'll be so it's like, of course. Yeah. Tight spaces, shared air, like, of course, a pandemic uh, is going to completely fuck up this thing. And we've talked about on the show, Warren Buffett talks about, like, uh, I, I don't know that much about what he says on this, but he's just like, I don't fuck with airlines. It's like, it's too unstable. You never really know what's going to happen, this and that. I used to be really like JetBlue, and then recently they've just been shitting the bed so bad. I think I told you Amanda had a flight from uh, LAX to Miami like straight shot, like four and a half, five hours. And then they emailed her three hours before being like, Hey, it's actually now an 11 hour. You're going to stop in New York and then fly to Fort Lauderdale. She's like, that's not even the city I was going to fly to. They've been shitting the bed. Now JetBlue recently partnered with the airline. I believe that was our second episode. American. Yes. Jet. Now I don't, I don't, maybe you know the answer to this, but it seems like they are now partner airlines. And so you can book, Jet, you can book JetBlue and American flights from each other's yeah. websites, but like they don't interact with each other on a system level. Yeah. So you get a confirmation because I, for instance, I booked a JetBlue flight and I had a confirmation code from JetBlue. I went to the American terminal and they were like, that's not your confirmation code. Yeah. And I'd like dig to like find like, so anyways, it's just like, so then if you like book through JetBlue and then you call America, you like... Oh God, why do they even let you book through <laughs> JetBlue when they can't help you at all? Put me on the goddamn bus in the sky. <laughs> Just get me there. I don't give a shit. I don't care about any of this. It's like, it's so goddamn frustrating. It's a mess. It's a goddamn mess up there. It's a fucking mess in the sky. Uh, Mike, Ken, I want to ask a couple questions because I hit me. We we when I went to school in Connecticut and you were in Beantown, oh. and I was say I was driving through Boston today, and I was like, Boston is like this this magical, disgusting, incredible place. There's just so much great stuff about it. When I was in school, like I used to take the Greyhound bus from Hartford to Boston, and we'd just come and tear it up. Now, a few things. Number one, you, me, and some friends of ours used to do this fun thing of I got the cheapest flight back to Boston from Connecticut or vice versa. It was it's eight, it's like ten dollars and it's at <laughs> it's at six AM. So let's get fucked up and I'm just gonna stay awake for the flight until it leaves. So like we would party until like two and then it's like Let's just keep drinking and stay up. And then at 4.30, it's like, okay, oh my God, I really wish I went to bed. <laughs> How is that different from what you do now? What do you, like, I want to know a little bit more about, like, you're flying tomorrow. What does the 24 hours before look like? I still am pretty on board with um, flying at odd times. Me too. Um, obviously, I don't subscribe to the getting fu as fucked up as possible. Yes. Uh, I love that there are signs at Logan that I haven't seen anywhere else all over the place telling you when the bars are and aren't open. <laughs> <laughs> like the bars at the airport? The bars at the airport. You air can't get cocked at the Legal Seafood Pass 6. There is a sign on Legal Seafoods and Wahlburgers in the terminal that says, <laughs> we legally cannot serve you until 6 a.m. Do not ask. <laughs> Which means there's oh guys my being God. like, give me a Bloody Mary. Come on, for Christ's sake. Fucking hell. <laughs> I just want a Paloma. <laughs> I've gotten a lobster martini or two at the legal seafoods at 4.30 in the morning. Don't you try to get my own chef hack. <laughs> I'll get a fucking mimosa when I'm ready. Uh, we, 
Yeah, the idea, what a dumb fucking idea of like, we used to get so goddamn shit faced and just be like, I'll just like be hung over on the, oh, the flight from like our, a good friend of ours would do like the Boston to New York City of just like, Ugh. Well, here's what's changed about it is it all depends. Well, not really. It depends on where I'm going and who I'm going with. Yeah. Um, if I was ever flying to New York, I'll fly into New York at odd times because they have good taxis and public transit. Yeah. So it's not like it doesn't matter if you get in at 2 a.m. Getting into LAX at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. I left this time around. I'm experimenting with. I left my car in a long-term parking lot. Can if, be good if you know how long you're going to be gone for. And if you, because that those parking structures are like a mile or two away from the airport. Yeah. Anything near the airport is expensive. Um, but I'm still like, when I get off the plane, I have to like wait for a shuttle. Does the shuttle come at two a.m.? Yeah. Like so, I now I. I kind of am of the mind of I would rather on when I'm going somewhere, mm -hmm. when I'm going somewhere, I like to leave at a reasonable time coming back. I like to leave at a crazy time. Yes. So like I am leaving tomorrow at like 5 PM I'm leaving. Then I'm going to take a flight that gets in like at a weird time when I come back. Cause coming back, I'm like, ah, whatever. Yeah. You're like 15 minutes away from the airport. It's like not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, what are you thinking? Because I, I like I used to I used to very much be like, oh, this fucking stamp, I don't give a shit. And then now, like the past two times I traveled, I'm like, if you're listening to this and you have a flight this coming week, instead of staying up wicked fucking late, I'm just like, what if I just if I have a flight at six a.m. in Boston, I have to drive forty five minutes to get there. What if I just went to bed at eight o'clock the night before? Yep. And I actually just got some rest. What if I went to fucking the gro I went to Hannaford grocery store. I bought some combos and and from some little snacks, and I packed a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for four dollars. Put it into my backpack, got some rest, and then just traveled. Like your day, the neck when you land would be so much better. But I never do it. That is what that is what's changing with me is trying to. I try the day you arrive should be a day you can use. Yes. A hundred percent. So I like, I was gonna, I almost, but I was talking to more about this. I almost booked a flight that leaves at 10 PM tomorrow, gets in at 1 AM in LAX. And I was like, but then like both days are fucked up. Yes, exactly. So I'm like, you know what? Tomorrow I'll leave tomorrow at 5 PM. I'll get in at nine. I'll go to bed and then I can wake up. Yeah. As opposed to like, then I get to my house at what? Two 30 in the morning. Okay. So let's say, <laughs> hey, what the fuck are you, what are you fucking going to do when you get home at 2 AM? Like, and then I'll wake up at 9 AM the next day. No, I'm not. Yeah. It's like, I'll just sleep on the flight or it's like, I'll just get home and I'll sleep the whole day. It's like, why the fuck is the fantasy here? I saw a thing. I'm pretty sure people know, but I'm pretty sure this story is wrong, but I'm pretty sure that, <laughs> that there's a basketball coach that, in, that invented this. I might have cited on the show. Do you know what the, the 10 3 2 1 rule? I think you told me about it in a, a Patreon. Oh, in the, the patreon.com slash the sleep the paper habits jam episode. Yes, yes, it was. I think, I don't know if it was, but it was like, we're putting it on the main feed. Put it on the main feed, baby, and check it out on the Patreon. You guys have this, and we have tons of bonus content there. Anyway, yeah, it was like a, 10 a, vodka shots. 10 vodka shots. And then you, you go to legal seafood, you get a, you get three a, shrimp scampies. You get, a, you get three shrimp scampies, a two snapper. fists, one angry man. <laughs> have you ever eaten? Uh, no, I'm not going to go into the one angry man. Get the lobster claws and put them on your finger and just start pinching people's necks at the airport. Sweetheart, Ow! give me the shells. I'm going to be a 
a crazy creature. <laughs> Can I pay less if I just get the shells? Can you get lobster at the legal seafood in Logan Airport? I would assume so. Oh, my God. Just give me the bib. A man drinking a martini and a full lobster at 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just getting belligerently drunk for the flight. So this guy was, for the story I heard was like a, a college basketball coach or an NBA coach was like doing a lot of travel. Because I've been fascinated with this as I'm going to be traveling so much. I'm like, I want to find out. I've been obsessed with like NBA players because I'm, I'm like, you know, I was watching the playoffs this weekend. And I was like, man, the fucking Celtics are, you know, they're, they're playing it like that's Brooklyn and Boston. But like they were playing and it's just like these, these fucking tall ass athletes have to get on these flights constantly and then not they can't just go and sleep it off like they have to perform right. peak athleticism so i'm like i want to know what they're fucking doing so one thing i think it was invented by an nba coach or something who was their rule for when you're traveling and you had to fly the next day it's 10 3 2 1 it's like 10 hours before you go to, you you sleep before the flight like 10 hours before you don't do caffeine Three hours before you go to sleep, you don't do any alcohol or food. So you stop three hours before. Two hours before, you don't do any work. One hours before is no screen time. So no watching TV, no being on your phone. So that way you're like getting decent rest and stuff like that when you're, when you're on the road. And I want, uh, send us the paperjampod at gmail.com. Send us your travel hacks of like, I want to fucking know how I can get on a plane for six. Cause I'm about to just do this fucking six and a half hour flight four times this month. And I'm, I'm, I'm terrified of it. I want to know the goddamn life hacks. Do I need a neck pillow? Uh, one thing I love to do is I love to do the, are you doing the eye mask? No. If you're not doing the eye mask on a flight, you're fucking up so bad. You idiot. <laughs> you got to invest in one, Ken. It's an I, I think I must. have one. I, something I invested in recently was I got little um, travel bags that I like. I have a bag that's all my adapters and chargers. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, a, I got a bag, like a, all flight specific bags for like toiletries. So it's like in my suitcase is like a phone charger, all the dongles. Uh, I, I, I bought, I just went out and I bought another toothbrush and I stuck it in there. Yeah. Deodorant. So like whenever I grab my suitcase, it's all in there. Everything yeah. I need to feel human. And that's been huge. Yeah. What are you packing like these days? We talked about this. I think we bonded over the fact that we both have the ideal fantasy of packing for Let's say you're going for a week, an eight day trip. How are you packing? Eight day trip? Yeah. Three pairs of pants, four shirts. That's three pairs of pants. Yeah, I'll wash them. That's a lot of pants. Three, I suppose, but I'm, I usually wear one well, pair of jeans up. the entire In time. In California, I'm bringing, I, I am bringing bathing two suit pairs surfboard. of surfboard. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm bringing. I'm bringing like short. I'm bringing like shorts, some sort of like loungewear and uh, jeans. Okay, yeah, something to hike in, something to hike in, something to wear, sh- a pair of shorts, something to hike in, and jeans. Yeah, I think we both bonded over our fantasy of anytime I travel, the goal is to not have to check a bag. Oh, I tight, tight, tight. I have ever since I traveled to Asia. Since then, I have never checked a bag. Why? What happened in Asia? Well, it's just too expensive if you're like, I did like the classic, like take flying all around Southeast Asia. Oh yeah. And you have to like, check a bag every time. I took one backpack for two weeks and Jesus I was Christ. like, it was great. What was in that backpack? It was, it was like two t-shirts, two pairs of shorts. It was, it was one, one set of nice clothes and then everything else was just t-shirts and shorts and my toiletries and that's it. Damn. 
I mean, that's, yeah, that's a fantasy. That's all like, you need. Yeah. Pack like a Navy SEAL. You ever hear that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just love, yeah. I love the idea of like one bag that you're just like, I, I brought a rolly bag here, but I even love just the, the backpack. If I could just have all my shit oh, in a backpack. If yeah. I'm traveling anywhere that there is access to a washer dryer, I'm just packing a third of the clothes that Same. I'll need. And I was like, I'll just keep wearing this. I sometimes underdo it. Like I this this trip, I was like, okay, I only have three t-shirts. I've so seen Mike in this sweatshirt quite a bit. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've been wearing <laughs> I'm like usually like wearing, and that's funny too. Like people when they visit it, I visit anybody, it's always I'm always wearing like this fucking outfit. <laughs> I'm wearing like these shoes, a dirty pair of jeans, and like this red sweatshirt. A big thing I've done is uh if I'm going to California is wearing, just buying a pair of slip-on shoes. Hell fucking yeah. Although, a big change in my life has happened. Tell us what fucking happened. TSA pre. Paprika. Pre-check. Can't wait. I'm so excited for you. So, I almost don't want to tell the, we should have done this on the Patreon. It's so easy to get It's so hard. Don't do it. No, it's the easiest thing in the world. Do you notice when I scream, something in here goes, wing. Really? Yep. Thank you. Well, that didn't work. Um, <laughs> but it's it's it's. I hear it. Um, so TSA pre-check. What, what what is it? Tell me what happened. Uh, they do a background check on you. Okay. Uh, well, you go. What it is? It's a line that you go through that you don't have. I don't know quite what you don't have to, but I know you don't have I'll to take off. You don't have to don't do. have to take off your shoes. Don't have to take your computer out of your bag. That so TSA pre-check is just pretty much you go. You you make an appointment. You have to wait like six weeks. And then you go, no. oh, how fast did you get yours? A day. What? Wait, wait, six. Oh, for the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to wait. Wait for an You had to wait six weeks for I an, appointment? an appointment. Oh, I got an appointment the next day. Really? So maybe that's LA. But TSA pre-check, you go online, you press it. And I just went to a Staples that's five minutes down the road for me. The next day, a guy, like, I presented my passport and a guy just ran it. He took my fingerprints, took a picture of me, said, you'll have your number soon. Yeah. So yeah, you go and you pretty much just do a background check, you fingerprint so they make sure you're not like a fucking psycho or something. But then once you're in the clear, it's for the next five years, there's a special line. So like when TSA is crazy, all the TSA pre-check line, it's like, because number one, a small amount of people have it. Yeah. And then on top of that, you don't have to take off your shoes, your belt, your watch. You don't have to take your computer out of your bag. You just plop your bag down and just walk through. Ugh. It's so much faster. It's, you don't ever have to have, like beat the line. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Sometimes it takes about the same amount of time. But last time I was flying here, it was out of control of just like TSA was so crazy. And I just walked through. I was through in two minutes. It's the greatest, it's the greatest investment I've ever made in my entire life. And I want to say this about it. Something that frustrates me about federal appointments in general, like the DMV, yeah, well, that's a state appointment, but you make an appointment for 1130 and you're making an appointment to wait in line. Yes. And that has always driven me nuts. I don't know about your experience. So I want to cross check it. Yeah. I made an appointment for a specific time. I showed up at that time and I went in. Is that how it worked for you? Did you have to wait yeah, for your fingerprinting? Yeah, but like you didn't have to show up and then wait. No, no, like no. you showed up at an office and your appointment started. I, at I the went time. to a Staples in downtown LA and uh, at like one fifteen, I walked in at one fifteen to this weird, weird. It's one of those things that once you walk into Staples, it like I've never noticed it before. And then I was like, it the was like, offices. hey, the TSA office. I was like, what the fuck is this doing? I, here? I also want to throw a quick, um, some quick kudos towards Staples. They're looking good these days. Have Staples. You been, have you even seen that? They sold that goddamn arena. 
Have you seen the uh, renovated staples? They're like all focused on work from home. Oh, no. There's one in Somerville that clearly just went through a remod and it's all focused on like work from home. Really? It's, it looks nice. God damn. We got to invest in staples so I can get in there. (laughs) Um, I guess that's a market that would thrive right now, like work from home. I think Airbnb is trying to do some big thing with like work from home. Do you know anything about that? Are they trying to be a WeWork? I think they are. Something like that. I don't we know. We work slaps. Slaps. Is dude. slaps still around? Or are we are we old men now? Uh we're probably old men. I I, I slaps is just, this shit slaps. Like I just heard that once and I thought it was the funniest fucking thing. So I'll probably say it until I'm dead. <laughs> um but yeah, but so you have TSA pre-check and now how long did it take you to get your number? I haven't received it yet, but I was approved within 24 hours. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you get your number, and then just anytime you fly, you pop that number in, and I'm, I'm blasting through here. Like, it's, it, it's, it's just absolutely fantastic. I'm thrilled to finally get it. Um, it'll be great. I'm, I'm really excited for you. Uh, I'm excited. And now, does, does your partner, Mora, have it as well? She does. Oh, man. I'm trying to get Amanda to get it. But it's like, yeah, it's like 80 bucks, which sucks but it's for five years and it's like, it's just like one, you just pay it once. And when you think about it, it's like how many times you're going to travel. I mean, if you don't ever travel often, like I guess like don't, you don't need to get it. But like the amount of flights I take in a fucking year, it's like if, if, if I do, I don't know how many in the next five years, but it's like, I would pay $5 every time I get there to be like, let me just cut this fucking line. Also, I, I want to, if you are hesitant, cause I was hesitant cause I'm like, oh, what do I need to present? All you need is your passport. If you have your passport, that's all you need to bring. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You got to make that appointment. You got to go to that Staples. But it's not that hard. No, it's not that hard. <laughs> but you know what is going to be hard, Ken? Uh, we, we invested all of our money into JetBlue. It's going to be hard for me to take this break. That I'm going to take it a second, but not just yet because I didn't tell you about the <laughs> yet. Hold on. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Well, Ken, let me tell you a little Jet bit about Blue JetBlue. JetBlue was founded in Milwaukee, America. <laughs> Uh, no, that's not true. I told you already where it was. Wrong! Uh, JetBlue Airways Corporation provides air transportation services. It carries more than 30 million customers a year to 86 cities in the U.S., Caribbean, and Latin America on an average of 850 daily flights. The firm offers flights and tickets for more than 82 destinations with accommodations such as free TV, free snacks, and and the most legroom. They, they like really like get off on telling you about the how much most like Ruben co- coach <laughs> in co- coach. Put coach. me in coach. Hey, put me in. Hey, put hey, put, hey, put, hey, put me in coach. Wait, if, you're, if you're a Jeff Blue, you're gonna be saying put me in coach. That'd be very fun <laughs> if I was in the NBA. I'd be making that joke. I'll put me in. Uh, put me in coach. Actually, put me in first class. <laughs> uh, mint, mint. It's called mint. Have you? Uh, you didn't do the mint julep when you sat in mint, right? God, the no. signature cocktail. No. I've never done it. I want to. I want to taste it really bad. That's my fantasy is to get in, in first class one of these days of my life. The company was founded by David Gary Nealman in August of 1998. Wow, fresh face. It's headquartered in Long Island City, New York. The listed name for JBLU is JetBlue Airways Corporation Common Stock. This is a New York. New York's finest. Hey, I'm flying here. Hey, I'm flying here. We're going to see what happens when we invested all of our money into JetBlue for one whole week, and we'll see you after the break. <laughs> and we're back from the break. What a great break it was. Ken so went fun. downstairs, grabbed the seltzer water. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much? So you're moving out of this place soon. Uh-huh. So I feel comfortable asking, how much of a... Do you think you're going to... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I Go do it. Yeah, I don't know. 
I just got distracted by a noise outside. Um, you're moving out of this house soon. How much of a thorn in your side is that crack in that bathtub? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just went to the restroom. I was like, that's a big old crack in that bathtub. I, um, we, uh, we got this place. Uh, someone had just renovated it. It was beautiful. Um, but we started noticing as we li- lived in it for the past two years, like, huh, they really skimped in a few places, huh? The bathtub is paper mache. And one of them is like the finishings, which is a word I didn't really understand, which is like the knobs, the, the bath, what the bathtub is. And when I would take a bath, because I like to de-stress by taking a bath with Epsom you've, salts. You've Love talked it. about it on the pod. We've even had business calls while I'm in the bath. We have had pod calls and you, you, I find out 30 minutes in that you're in, you were in the bathtub. It's great. And then um, I tried to make a bath, and I fucking left the water running and ruined my hardwood floors. I spilled water all over my apartment. Anyway. Well, I had a similar thing happen, which is that whenever I would take a bath, I pushed kind of <laughs> my feet against the end of the tub, right? Of course. And it would make that sound that like a kiddie pool makes that like weird like flexing sound. And I was like, huh. yeah, imagine you just pressing your feetsies. Yeah. So anyways, I was always like, oh, that's weird. It, it's flexing. I've never had a tub like, usually a tub is like solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I slipped getting into the tub and my full weight of my foot <laughs> straight up Whoa! karate kicked a hole. And it's, <laughs> the, it's a very thin, cheap tub. Damn. And I kicked a fucking hole and I heard like a, a monsoon of water. I just <laughs> the whole bathtub. I heard the sound of it going down <laughs> and then when i went into my kitchen and i saw what's i found out what's right beneath my bathtub is my kitchen hood and i saw oh. water shooting out of my kitchen hood <laughs> and coming out of the light sockets and then it went through the floors luckily there's no insulation in our ceiling um which i don't know if that's a good thing but it is in this situation uh, because if there's insulation it creates a giant soaking sponge in your ceiling yeah you need to cut the ceilings open Luckily, we have insurance on this place, and Serve Pro came in. Shout out to Serve Pro, great service. Serve Pro, they put like twenty giant industrial fans in our house and dried it out with dehumidifiers and anti mold. Oh, and nice! And the only thing we have to do is get rid of anything that was damaged by the water, but the ceiling is fine. Everything that was wet, they just dry it out over four days. Because mold is only a problem with continual water flow. I didn't know this. If something gets wet in your house, you can dry it out. Like a ceiling. What about my floor that I fucked up? I kind of dried it, but I didn't really. Like underneath the tile, am I going to die from mold? Uh, No. Okay, good. No, you won't die from mold. You won't get mold. Mold is what will like really fuck up your house. This is me all finding this out. But you can fuck up your floors. Um, That's why I rent, baby. Well, yeah, my yeah. floors. <laughs> if you, uh, we, you know, we called Serve Pro immediately, and they showed up. ASAP. What is Serve Pro? Serve Pro is a service you call if like you had a fire in your house or a flood, or and they just. They're very nice. Like they know people are in like an extreme situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They show up and they put these crazy mats on the ground. It's all covered by insurance. I was like, do I owe you any money? He's like, no, no, no. We're going to track your insurance. Yeah. Um, But they put giant mats on the floor. I was worried I had just like destroyed a property that we needed to like offload right before we moved. Um, It's got to be such a silly feeling too when they're like, okay, what happened here? It's like, well, I was stepping into the tub actually taking a uh uh, a bubble bath. But it's not as big a pain in the ass. I thought I would have to replace the whole tub. Yeah, maybe the whole floors. 
which someone gave me an insane quote to do. And then I called other really? people that, yeah, I like called the contractor. He's like, here's what sh- it's, it's like, this is going to be the price. And then other people are like, that guy's trying to fuck you. Yeah. It's about a uh, 20 grand. But all we tub. have to do is you can, it's a acrylic tub. You can just patch an acrylic tub. I saw a bunch of first aid band-aids trying to like cover it up in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did. Uh, you can't see it anymore, but I, I like ripped my hand open because ah. I was in shock that it was happening and I stuck my hand into the open thing oh, God. To, to try and pull it back in to be like, to stop it. Yeah. Uh, and I just cut, like you can see here, like I can cut, uh, you can see the remnants of it, but like, oh, on the top of my Christ. hand was like, I like ripped like the yeah. top layer of my skin off. I was like, ah! uh, I like stuck my hand into it. Ah! So Mo, Mo comes home, you're butt naked. You're fucking like slipping on, you're like on a rubber duck and your hand is stuck in the thing. She was in the bedroom and I apparently just, started, I started going, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh shit, oh God. Honey, is something happening in there? Don't come in. <laughs> There's a bubble in your kitchen. The, the ceiling's like caving in. I take out a straw. I try to suck up the water. More, but give me a glass. I did open up. I luckily, I had the foresight. I quickly, I have one of those uh, tub drains that goes up and down. I like quickly hit it and pulled it out. So all the water started like going down the drain Yeah, as yeah, well. yeah, yeah. But a huge amount of water. I love the idea of you being like, give me a fucking, give me one of those like Kool-Aid packs and a straw. Just sucking it all clean. Um, that's that's how much of that has been uh i had like a true mental like snap yeah like i had been very stressed about some of my live and the show i'm doing and moving and like i was living in a state of like insanity essentially i one of those things where i didn't realize how bad my mental health was and then when the tub broke it was such a large problem yeah that my mind snapped into like i can't i can't be in despair mode it's all action mode yeah yeah yeah, i felt my mood just go boop like delete all other stress and be like, oh, you have nice. to be present. It was nice in the yeah. sense of like, I felt my brain go, you know what? Uh, you know how all this stress you've been feeling? Fuck we, that. We have <laughs> to flush it. Cause yeah. Cause this is priority number one right now. So that's that. Was that, that your house is underwater. <sighs> I love the idea of, 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 Mo coming home, opening the front door, and like a cartoon, like the front door of the house piling out with water. I've got a yellow slicker jacket on, and I'm in a boat inside the house. Go, go! (laughs) Spaghetti's got like the rain hat on, and there's like fish in the house. (laughs) We gotta move to California! (laughs) Well, Ken... Speaking of uh, speaking of flying to, to California where there's no water, let's find out what happened when we invested all of our money into JetBlue Airlines for one full week. Keith, hit the drums. <laughs> <laughs> last week we invested six hundred seventy-two six hundred. Th- nope. Last week we invested six thousand seven hundred twenty-two dollars and fifty-nine cents into JetBlue Airlines. Yeah, and we. Gained $275.40, putting us at $6,000 something thousand dollars. We're an American man. We're an American man. It's going in your butt. It's coming. Next won't stop. We're an American man. Thank you for flying. Jet, 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 blue. for flying. Chilling hardy fuckers. Well, I'm your captain, Kid Rock. I'm your captain, Kid, kid, kid Rock, Rock, Rock. We're going to pop those corners. So happy. <laughs> 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 
That's a full house theme song. Uh, it's a rare condition. Nope. This day and age. No, what is, what is that? You would even. I'll tell you. When we made this think. money, I'm not feeling Jet Blue anymore. Now, I'm thinking Family Matters, right? Days go by. What was Full House? Milkman, the baby boy. You've never Would you take a writing job for Fuller House? But you have to pay them. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I said, of course, right before you said, I pay them. Yeah, yeah you pay them. I'm at a point now. If anyone <laughs> desperate enough, that depends on how much I might. Uh, take on, out a bank baby. loan against future earnings. This We invested in JetBlue because I was seething. I was like, fucking, they're fucking bending me over. They're fucking killing me. And you were like, let's invest in JetBlue this week. We're, we're, we're flying so much. It's relevant. Let's talk about it. I'm shocked we made money. Absolutely I, I'm shocked. I'm not totally shocked. I think we're catching them on an upswing, especially now that they've removed um, mask mandates on planes. I imagine people I think are that's gonna... back, though. Is it not? Is it? I don't know. They just removed mask mandates on planes, but I don't. I, but I think people are aware of how shitty their flights are. It's it's like TikTok trending right now with people being like JetBlue overbooked oh, really? this flight, and they're offering. I tried to fly American the other day, and they were like, "Hey, random survey question: If you were to get kicked off of a flight." How much would you accept to like get a different flight? Oh. 600, 1000? It was like you can volunteer yourself to to make $1500 in credits if you would be move your flight. And I was like, I'll, I'll do it if you pay me $1500. What are they doing? They overbook flights in hopes Why? that I don't fucking know. <laughs> In hopes that people will miss their flight and not be able to get them credited. That's back. fucking that's it's bullshit. crazy. Um is that true? Yes, I, they. I do know. I don't. I don't know what the rationale is. I do know that they do purposely overbook their flights. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Because it's like you can make an extra grand with like getting two people. Because people miss. They probably have stats of people miss their flights. You almost missed your fucking flight the other day. I missed yeah. my flight a while back mm -hmm. because you know we couldn't get Ubers. We couldn't get shit like that. It's so bad. Um, and you know. Overbook the flight. Someone's gonna miss it. You know you get in those flights of like Danny Shea was on the uh, AMC episode. Like I I couldn't get an Uber and I just missed my flight. And he was just like he was like it never I never really realized like because uh, we were flying the same flight together because he was gonna be on the show and he was like you know you really just get there and it's like calling this calling this person and he was like it's not until you're realizing your friend is about to be fucked that you were like actually looking at those names being like still waiting for Mike M Don L and it's like these are people who are it's just like, like six people yeah it's like you're sitting there eating your like Cinnabon meanwhile there's someone on, on the highway just like fuck fuck like <laughs> and that's where it's like, are you a get to the airport air early person or are you a yeah. late a late guy? Hundred uh, percent. I'm an early guy. I was always an early guy. I got. I went to play. Of course, always like I was when we were in school. I was getting to the the bus station. I was like the guy Peter Parker chasing the Greyhound bus. Like, wait, can I? I, I this is a, I, I. It's obviously not um, a tried and true truth. Um, and that's Tried and True Truth with Kenny Gray. Tried and True Truth. My new podcast coming out uh, every day <laughs> for the next seven years. You can't do a side years. pod without me. <laughs> it's just me alone screaming. <laughs> um, were your parents on time or late? Late. Really? Late. So you continue. Do you know me? No. Well, well, because I I think it all depends. Some people like, um, it goes either way. It's like another thing you can compare is like parents, uh, kids with parents who smoked. Yeah. Some kids smoke because their parents did some kids, uh, Moyer's an example, her parents smoked and she was like, I never want to touch a cigarette in my life because yeah. of growing up with that. 
I came from a situation where um, my mother was always late. Like, really? And ex- you hated it. Exceedingly late, and it drove me up a wall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mostly because... Uh, therapy corner. Yeah. Uh, mostly because... Kids therapy. What corner. would happen is we'd be like 15 minutes late, and then she'd be like, I'm ready to go, and I'd put on my shoes. She'd be like, you didn't put on your shoes? You're the one making us late. Yeah. You're the reason we're late. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, oh. uh, so I developed a habit of sitting in the car 15 minutes before, yeah. reading a book. She'd be like, why are you sitting in the car? Now you're making me feel bad. I'd be like, I'm I not gonna. To- <laughs> I'm not taking the fucking buck for this shit. So I'm a big get-to-the-airport um, 90 minutes before your boarding time guy. Yeah. I I like I'm a naturally very late person. I like I people are I just recently went to a bachelor party with like a lot of my like college like friends like people who knew me when I was well, I was very, very, very fucking disorganized and late when I was in school. And I still was I still am kind of that person. Um but so I like telling talk, talking about stories and remembering I used to be late all the time. But it, ever since I started like my career and stuff like that, what I I used to like uh, when I started like in a career where I had to be organized, it was like, okay, I owning that I'm a naturally late disorganized person. So th- because of that, I have to be, I put systems in place so that I am more organized and I do like to be early. Uh, I specifically tried to be very early. We, when we were doing Somerville night live, the comedy show that got canceled this week, that's why I'm here. Um, I was like, all right, I'm going to get there 20 minutes early and just sit in my car. And then, of course, traffic happened. I was fucking 15 minutes late. But now I really do hate being late now. Like, it's a gut thing of I hated the person I used to be when I was just like, I would go to rehearsals and just like, so comfortable just being like, hey, sorry, like sneaking in the back. Mm -hmm. And then you start getting early for shit. And then, like, I've now become like a, like, you see that person walk in. It's like, how is that fair that I'm here 20 minutes early and like relaxed? And then you just get to walk in. But more of also just like, I like that. I get to get there early and be and just like like get a second to relax and then when it's starting you're not like oh shit I have to piss it's like you, yeah. you're, you're you're all set although I am a big I'm a big show up early and then the moment it starts realize I have to piss guys yes of course that's fine <laughs> but I used I used to be very like I used to be like let's just get me fucking there early I like drinking at the airport I like getting sitting at the airport yeah. bar uh-huh. but since I got TSA and I just walk through there like sometimes I'm I'm getting there ten minutes before my flight. Oh, what's now like, TSA pre might change some things around for yeah, old Ken. Yeah, for old Ken. Um, but yeah, so I mean, interesting week with with JetBlue. They're in the middle of a big. Uh, they're in the middle of a big possible merger of they're trying to buy Spirit Airlines. Really? Yes. Uh, huh. I, I don't know exactly what the fantasy is. I wish I did a little more research, but I mean, it would do a big, a lot for them of like the assets of like buying out those planes. Cause right now traveling is a fucking bitch because they don't have enough pilots. They don't have enough planes. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's really struggling with this. Frontier was going to buy in the works of buying Spirit. Okay. And then JetBlue, in the middle of that like process, like apparently slapped their dick down with like a huge offer, <laughs> uh, with a huge offer, and it's like it's very much up in the air right now. People are very curious about what's going to happen with JetBlue if they do this spirit merger. They've got more pilots, they've got more flights. Yeah, because the big thing about JetBlue is they're an East Coast airline. They started in they started right. in uh, Long Island. The first airline was in JFK in Queens. Uh, the first flight they ever did was to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So they're doing those, you know, Latin America. They're do they do do the LAX, the the San Francisco, but JetBlue, you're you're often doing, you know, the Carolinas, the Georgia, the mm-hmm. you know Atlanta, like all this like East Coast stuff. 
Florida is a big one. I've taken JetBlue, visit my parents out in Florida quite a bit. Likewise, I, I my Amanda's from Miami. I like that Florida, that Miami to the Boston trip. I don't know if they do that one, but but it's it's pretty nice. So, but they're pretty they're pretty much an East Coast thing. So it'll be interesting if they do buy out Spirit of like what happens because. I think we're just seeing that they were they were really prioritizing comfort and shit like that, and they had a big bank, and then COVID happened, and like everyone's running around with their head chopped off. We don't Gotta know who's going to survive. Yeah, exactly. So interesting stuff, but I can't believe we we made a little bit of money, and I'm feeling pretty good. We're getting closer to seven, getting over above seven thousand. I'd love to get back to the initial investment. We put ten thousand dollars in the market. We've been God fucking willing. drowning ever since. <laughs> but Ken, I gotta ask you, uh huh? Would you ever? Fly away with me, Michael. I thought you'd never ask. Have we ever flown together on a trip? Ooh, uh, no. When we do the two hundred, when we do the hundredth episode in Las Vegas, you and I will fly <laughs> the live episode in Las Vegas. It'll we've taken a, we've taken many buses together. We've taken many disgusting bus rides together. We should do a Patreon on that. But uh, <laughs> well, Ken. Invest in Fung Wah. Invest in a Fung Wah bus that <laughs> takes you from Nashville to Boston, or Boston to New York. Very cheap, very bad. Someone told me that they took a Fung Wah once and a chicken ran up. I've heard that same off. story. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. But, so Ken, you and I don't ever fly together. We usually are like, hey, we're meeting in LA, we're meeting in Boston. What day did you get in? What day did you get in? Well, uh-huh. Ken, sometimes I wonder, I wonder who had a better experience, me or Ken. So we're going to play a game that I like to call Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. You and I are going to go on two, um, we're both going to take a flight, and we're going to go on this little vacation. But Ken, we got a couple bips and bops that might happen along the way. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. Have you ever heard of a game called Wheel of Fortune? (laughs) (laughs) Have I? Uh, it's actually not much anything like Wheel of Fortune, but in Come Fly Away and Come Fly With Me, Ken, I made a big wheel that we're going to spin, and we're going to have three events happen to us on our flight from mm-hmm. Boston to Los Angeles. Um, some of these things are good. Some of them are bad. And at the end of these six spins, we're each going to have three instances happen to us. We're going to find out who had a better flying experience, me or you. Okay. Would you like to go first? Yes. All right. So, Ken... We're flying from Boston to Los Angeles. Let's get our day started. Why don't you spin this wheel, and we're going to find out what happens on your trip. All you got to do is click. Hey, I click it again. How about that? What the hell is that noise? Hold on. <laughs> a very fun noise that I want. The if it doesn't make the noise, folks, then it's not fun. This sucks. Where's that noise? I specifically invented the wheel... Because of this noise. No, 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 no. Thousands of dollars of R&D put into building this wheel. Oh, this is killing me, Ken. I was so excited about the goddamn wheel. I heard it earlier. It was in... Oh, yeah, baby. Okay. All right. Are you ready to spin the wheel? Uh-huh. All right. Click it. I, that, that's mine. Overbooked flight. Here's 500 E-credits and a night at the Gilbert, Arizona La Quinta. All right, so not too bad, Ken. Has that ever happened to you? You got overbooked flight and you got kicked off? Uh, never overbooked. I've missed a connection in Europe. Damn. So. I think we told that story on American Airlines. It was Air, Air Berlin. I miss, I took a flight from, uh, God, Barcelona to Dusseldorf. And Dusseldorf. We, missed our, we missed our connecting flight from Dusseldorf to Boston. And then they were like, you can go to JFK tomorrow. Oh, and I was like, no. I, and I was starting a new job. And I was like, I need to be somewhere on the East Coast tonight. Didn't you fly to like New York? Or- we flew to New York, yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. 
Well, yeah, well, so far, Ken, your trip's not going that great. You missed your flight, $500 in credits, but you're still stuck living in Gilbert, Arizona for the night. So I am taking the flight, but I'm arriving and getting, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to spend the night. So you're going to be a little late. Okay. Shit. Blacked out of the legal seafoods and missed your flight. So fuck. Oh, that sucks worse. Uh, so that, I, there's no credits there. I had these. I can't. Blacked out. Oh, I had a drink at the legal seafood. No one feels bad for you when you black out of the legal seafoods. I originally had them way longer. It was like you blacked out of the legal seafood from drinking too many martinis. You woke up in your childhood bedroom as the pilot called your mom to drive you home. So I'm out. It's probably six hundred bucks. I got to take the next flight the next oh. day. So we're both not off to a good start. Why don't you spin that wheel again? Middle seat, neighbor reads, think like a monk aloud to you for the f- entire flight. Uh, yeah, so you're sitting next to what I imagine was like a big sloppy man who's reading that book, Think Like a Monk. I don't know what that book is, but I see it in the airport every fucking time I go. Do you know what I'm talking to about? To me or just reading it he's aloud? He's just reading it aloud. Yeah, to and you as if you care. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you, you, it's all about mindsets. It's all oh, Christ, <laughs> six hours. I don't know what that book is. People maybe love it. I just always see it in the airport. It's like one of those weird like motivational airport reads. You ever bought a book at the airport? Yeah. What'd you buy? Ooh. Um, I Why bought- is buying self-motivation and self-help books embarrassing? We've talked about this on the Nike episode. I bought Jimmy Carr's book in an airport. What is Jimmy? What is that? Uh, it's uh, now. Oh, God. What you're is shitting. It? You're, I, you're pooping. <laughs> I can't remember the name of his book. Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr. Uh, Jimmy Carr's book is called. Oh is it like God. a self-help? Like uh, self-development? It's, book? I like personal development more than self-help. Self-help sounds like you need help. Uh, Before and Laughter. That's what I thought it was called. Um, Jimmy Carr's book is he was in quarantine and he thought, um, I want to write a book. He's done a lot of, he got sober at a certain point. He's had a long life and career in comedy and gone had ups and downs. And he thought his, he, he had a son later in life and he thought when I'm, when my son is 25 at an age where I can tell him what I, he needs to know about life, I'll be too old to tell it to him when I'm in the prime of my life. Uh, so he wrote a book um, for his, ideally for his son about life and about working in comedy. Wow. Turns out his son is an asshole. It's great. It's Never a great read book. It. But I bought it. I wanted to buy it, and I saw it in an airport, and I read it. I do that. Yeah, I, li- I like to peruse those books if it's always something. I do like the idea of anytime I see someone on a book on a flight reading, I'm like, I should be doing that instead of watching fucking Barb and Star for the fifth time. Have you seen that movie though? I have. So goddamn funny. If you're on a <laughs> if you're on a JetBlue airline right now, I have heard a lot of people like say that they listen to the American Airlines episode when they fly. I think if people are like. I got to fucking listen to something. It's like, finally listen to Mike and Kenny's stupid fucking podcast. So like, I'll listen to the American Air. If that's you, <laughs> go pop on Barb and Star. It's the funniest fucking movie I've seen in a long time. All right, let's see what I do. No, I got the overbooked flight, $500. Oh, goddamn it. No, I also got the goddamn $500 and a, a night at the so La Quinta missed, in Arizona. So you missed the flight. And then, and then the next one's overbooked, so I'm stuck in, in the La Quinta in Arizona. Maybe we, you and I get dinner. That'd be nice. All right, Ken, let's give me another one. Boom. 
bump into a college friend at the airport. They buy beer and chicken fingers. Oh, that's fun. That's pretty good. I almost put on the name. I was like, you bump into Tony Gould at the airport. I've Your college friend. never bumped into anybody at the airport. I did twice. Really? I didn't. I saw people and I didn't acknowledge them. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I mean... Maybe we'll, like I, I, it's at the Burbank Airport, so it's like our neighborhood's not that big. You, you bump, I, I bumped into somebody I like went on like a few like online date like Tinder dates with, and I was like, yeah, I just am not going to do this. And then I bumped into someone I worked with. It was fine. All right, let's see what I <laughs> cut that. <laughs> Complimentary clip on wings, and the pilot says your name over the speaker. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Your situation is hilarious. Mine's going pretty good. So I blacked out of the seafoods. I missed my flight. But now I got the I got the clip on wings and the uh, the pilot gave me a little shout out. Hey, um, this guy missed his flight and now he's overbooked. Can we bring him to the cockpit? Let's, let's give him <laughs> the cockpit. Let's give a round of applause. Hey, buddy. Oh, you're are you 30 years old? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw... How does this thing work, playing with the buttons? <laughs> Smack your hands away. Um, I saw a thing where... Would, would, I love the idea of, would you ever... If someone started clapping when the plane lands, would you start applauding, too? <laughs> yeah, of course. I saw a John Mayer post at one time. It was something, it was like, it's one thing when you clap when the plane lands. It's like, plan, plane lands, but then also something about clapping when the bus gets to the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of clapping at the end of the flight is very funny. Let's do one more, Ken. All right. What is this? Thing? You take your shoes off during the flight and get away with it. Ken, I know you're a, you're not a socks guy. Have you ever taken your shoes off on the plane? Uh, no. Someone told me once that your feet swell with the elevation and you can take your shoes off and it's a delightful experience. Oh. Like your feet get tight in the sneakers. I... Um, maybe once or twice. Pop those things off. I'm wearing usually if it's I try and not wear um, uh, socks and sandals to the airport. Oh, nice. So I guess I do take my shoes off, but it's not like I'm wearing a tight, yeah, like stinky sneaker. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Restrictive tight shoes. Let's pop this one. I got bumped into a college friend at the airport and they're buying me beer and chicken fingers. Wow. I made like 15 questions for this. I'm very Roll it again, roll it again, roll it again, roll it again. I almost got bumped into a chicken finger, whatever, again. <laughs> Accidental full empty row. So this is great. Have you ever actually got, accidentally gotten the full empty row in the airport? Oh, yeah. It's a fucking I really, something that upsets me, this has happened, um, and I know it doesn't matter too much, but I, there's been times where there's been two times where I am sat in like, I'm like sitting in a row and the seats are empty on either side of me. I'm like, Oh, awesome. And then someone comes and sits in the aisle seat. Oh, what the fuck? They're like, Oh great. This is free. Mm -hmm. And you do what you move to the window. Yeah. Ugh, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. It just, I like, I get like, in the, both situations, it was me and Moira, and there's like two of us in an empty seat, and then someone just from the back who's in the middle is like, I'm going to come sit in this aisle row. <laughs> I'm going to sit here. It's like, God fucking damn it. Like, now I'm stuck on. in a fucking row. Well, Ken, we got to end the episode, but I am, I am curious. 
Are you an aisle man or a window man? Aisle. Aisle all the fucking time. I hate having to ask people to get up. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Because no one... I I specifically, when I am sat on the aisle and people ask if they can get up to use a bathroom, I go out of my way to be like, not a big deal. Of course. I go out of my way to say no. I specifically yes. like, and I pack up all my, I like, I make a big show of like, I'm clearing the lane. I'm standing up. It's my duty as the aisle guy. There is nothing worse than being like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. And they go, and they just kind of like back up. Oh, my chair, God. And they lift I, it up, and they're like, squeeze between me. Yeah. <laughs> you pig. I need the, you pig. I need the intimacy. The etiquette of, yes, the, the aisle seat is clearly the best. I think when you're younger, you're like, oh, the Where window. Where is a window? She's a window. She After likes a while, to sleep. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's a clutch move. I don't really give a shit about looking out the window. I need I need the accessories to stand up. But it's a it's a responsibility as the aisle man. There's some plain etiquette that is just absolute. Like uh, some people just don't give a fuck at all. Can I? Why does it seem like everybody flying on an airplane has never flown before? Yes, I don't know. Do you get that vibe? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Of like, they're just like putting their shit in like the wrong overhead bin, and they're like not getting up or, or when you have to go to the bathroom. I can't like, tell you the amount of times when I went to LAX and I was renting a car, the amount of times I just bumped into people in their mid twenties in full pajamas with 15 suitcases, <laughs> sweating, being like, Oh, like, have you ever, oh, oh. <laughs> just fucking sit down, please. Like they're, they're like, they're like headphones, like swinging around, catching on things. They're dropping things. Yeah. They have like, Four gift bags from the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <laughs> I've had that once. And yeah, so I was in an aisle seat and someone's sitting in my seat and I was just like, I, they just went over. And for one second, I, they were going to try to play dumb. Like, is this not my seat? And I was just like, I'm absolutely not fucking doing this move. I was like, they were the middle and they were like, I, I think. I was like, it's not. And they were like, oh yeah, you're right. Okay. And they went back. I was like, I'm not doing this. I want like, a quick thing I've noticed on airplanes People are starting to play fast and loose with the amount of carry-on they can bring. Yes, so it's they, getting wild. They don't because you have to pay to check a bag. Yeah, it's bullshit. And I get that. It's 30 and bucks. Checking a bag is fine. No, no, that's what I mean. Paying for a carry-on is bullshit. You that's JetBlue's new thing. You sh- Oh, fucking really? They just, they, it's oh. in the past like six months. They're like, now it's also if you want to bring a carry-on. It's like, I want to bring a fucking carry-on. Like, also doesn't appear, I, can, I got all these points and they're like, oh, you can't use points to buy the basic fare. You like, can only use points to buy Blue X. Extra, yeah, it's which a, yeah, is the it's included carry on, but it costs 30 bucks to check a bag, yeah. which isn't ideal. Um, because you have to, I hate checking a bag. We've already discussed yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. The past three or four flights I've been on, the flight has been delayed for takeoff from 10 minutes every single time because there is too much carry on luggage on the plane, really. And they have to start being like, All right, and what it, the problem it's causing is that. The rows start filling up, so yeah. people have to start putting their luggage farther back in the plane. Yep. So when we, you deboard, people have to walk backwards to uh, get there. It's happened three times. You ever had it where someone has to walk upstream, and it's just like that's exactly what I this mean. Is not this can? I felt so bad. This, Imagine this a whole plane. Like, yeah, of that. Fuck that! Jesus Christ! <laughs> that was the problem. Trying to walk upstream, it's just impossible. It's like okay, everybody sit on the lap of a stranger. Like if once you're going, there's no going upstream. My suggestion is if you. You have that happen to you when the plane touches down, take your seatbelt off, get in the ready position. And the moment you hear bing, fast walk as fast as you can yeah. down the center aisle. I've done it twice. It works. 
I, I we got in this episode, but this happened to be last time I was no. on a flight. It was like, well, okay. Uh, we had the, I was on this flight and I was sitting there and the, we touched down. They didn't even open the doors yet, so everyone does that hustle. But they're like, oh, no, 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 no. like I guess uh-huh. you know what you're saying. They're like, I'll go grab my bag, and I was like, I'm not gonna fucking stand up and be. Gra- I can't even stand in the aisle. There's too many people. Uh-huh. And the girl next to me was like. Do you mind if we get up? And I was like, okay. And I stood, but there's no getting out because no one was moving. So then I just awkwardly like stood there for four or five minutes, just like crouched under the thing next to the girl standing. And I was like, I feel now I'm weirdly just standing to be nice to you, but like, we're not going anywhere. Like, why am I standing in a comfortable position? So I was like, I can't sit because it's rude, but why do you want me to just stand up next to you? It was very odd. Here's the truth about air travel. Mm -hmm. You have to submit. You got to submit. Be submissive. You can't, you can't win at no. the airport. Everyone, I don't know, it, it feels like in the past few years, it was like, oh, you wait for your boarding group, you get on your plane. Everyone in air travel is trying to win and to get the be, yes. to be the first on the plane, to get yep. the best. I, I'll say it again, please, for the love of fucking God. I, I love to book seats in the back. They're cheaper. You don't have to yeah. pay that extra leg room. I'm not that tall. Yeah. It's, I get an aisle so I can stick my legs out. If you're seated in row 23, for the love of fucking God, don't put your luggage in row 10. Yeah. It fucks up pop this the, in the front. entire plane. If you're, in, if you're in boarding group D, for the love of fucking God, don't stand in front <laughs> yeah. of the line and crowd and wait to be the... Why do you care if you're the first person on to be... Yeah. If you're in row 32, just fucking sit until D is called. <laughs> no, Danny, Danny Shea, who printed oh, the pod, and I God. talk about that all the time. It's like, I don't care if I'm in group A. I'm the last person on the flight. I just kind of like sit there. I'm like, let's fucking go on later. I don't give a shit. Oh, man. Well... Ken, this this is a great episode, and uh, we can do a recap maybe on the Patreon after we both fly JetBlue ten fucking times in the next few days. <laughs> I just I can't fucking do this any longer. And then we're gonna go to LA in this summer. Let's go to LA and not fucking fly anywhere. Let's just stay put and enjoy the summer. Yep, that'd be great. Um, but if you guys are listening, thanks so much for listening to the pod. We really do appreciate you all tuning in, and make sure to give us five stars on Spotify, on Apple Music, whatever you like. And uh, yeah, have a wonderful day, and we can't wait to see you guys next week when we invest in a different stock. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Paper Jam Podcast. New episodes come out every Thursday. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at the Paper Jam Pod or shoot us an email at thepaperjampod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you like what you hear, check out our Patreon where Mike and I post bonus episodes, videos, and other sweet, sweet content for you to enjoy. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Audio.